Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. And before we get into this week's episode, of course, a thanks to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Thanks to our friends at Smoke and Jay's Barbecue. I would appreciate them anytime they're able to, to roll up into town and provide us with the opportunity to give you some great food while you're at the Odeon or wherever it may be. Uh, Brock and the crew there are doing an amazing job. They are down in the Maslin area, so if you're ever down that way, or if you live down that way and you listen to this, check them out. Uh, if you want some catering for your events and you live anywhere in the Northeast Ohio area, uh, heck, they may go beyond that. Uh, though it gets probably iffy in terms of traveling with food, but uh, reach out at Smokin underscore J's, J-A-Y-S, B-B-Q, and see everything that they have to offer there. Uh, you can check them out on social media with that handle on all platforms. And thanks to the merger of IWTV and Smart Mark Video, which is going on a few years now here. I feel like they got to be starting to celebrate a, an anniversary at some point here. Uh, but thanks to it, watching AIW has never been easier. You can go to smartmarkvideo.com, and if you're into physical media, you can purchase any DVD that has ever been available from AIW. The whole full archive and collection is at smartmarkvideo.com. You can also purchase MP4s to own there. If streaming services are more your thing, then go to IWTV, download it, get a subscription for $9.99, use the promo code ABSOLUTE if they let you throw it in there, just so they know that we're the ones who sent you, and watch not only a rotating archive of AIW shows, but all sorts of other independent wrestling promotions and original series from IWTV as well. That being said, we roll into this week's episode. Of course, as always, AIW owner John Thorne is here. And my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And uh, we're heading into Akron this coming weekend. But before we really talk about all of that... Hard sell, baby. It's hard sell, baby. It's a hard sell week. Uh, A Rose making the comment in the Discord. We should just change the name of the podcast to Hard Sell. Uh, You know, sometimes life takes over. A Rose, we're busy guys. So, uh, but we make sure we give you the podcast on Hard Sell Week. That's for sure. Uh, You know, before all that, though, of course, as I was saying, the shout out time, John Thorne. We got to throw some shout outs out there. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm going to lead off with a shout out to our guy, Dustin Alberti. Uh, I bartended on Saturday night, the day after my birthday, Dustin Alberti rolled in, appreciated seeing him. He popped over for a a drink and a brief celebration of my birthday. Uh, so thanks Alberti and his lady there. Very nice. Got to meet her for the first time. I'm going to shout out the Cheesecake Factory. Swung by this weekend to pay my respects to number six. He's on his way out. I uh, <laughs> grabbed myself a nice chicken Parmesan pizza style for all you Cheesecake Factory people out there. Uh, so that's my shout out. <coughs> RIP number did, six. Did you, uh, did you happen to look out back and see if uh, Black I, did, I, 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 I was I was looking around the dumpsters back there, but allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> That girl, that 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 girl that uh, is friends with some the one guy that comes to AW all the time. I always ask him about it, trying to get a celeb appearance in the crowd, but <laughs> to no avail. Uh, 
shout out to uh, on behalf of of Derek. Shout out to a local legend, DJ EV, hooked us up. We went to see. He's a a friend and a part owner of the new club called Lost in Cleveland, and uh, kind of gave us cool uh, VIP access last weekend, maybe, maybe two weeks ago now. And uh, that was pretty neat. It's a neat little place there. Go downstairs. It's it's cool. Cool vibe. A lot of uh, glowy stuff. Made me feel like I was back at Wrestle Rave. Actually. <laughs> so shout no out to Evie there. No yeah, the cool. Shout out to shout out to the Winchester. I mean, you know, speaking of Wrestle Rave. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we are two for two thus far in 2022. Uh, with uh, successful events at the Winchester. Um, we were a little nervous about it, you know, this most recent one, obviously. <coughs> and it uh, it ended up turning out okay. Uh, and we are back on May the 5th for Cybernetico de Mayo uh, on Cinco de Mayo. So bringing a little Lucha Libre flair to uh, the Winchester on May the 5th. So shout out to the Winchester. Shout out to uh, our board, our boy Parker Pierce too. We we left the Winchester as things died down. Made a stop at made our last stop, which ended up being first stop to see our our pal Parker Pierce, who uh, not doing shots during the Lenten season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, listen, it is a, a new year, and uh, the rights, the draft rights for Russell Rager uh, are heating up. So, uh, you know, we had to make our presence known at the uh, last location, see if there is interest there uh, among other <coughs> other locations, uh, shopping it around a little bit. So I had to, uh, you know, get back in the hunt there for a Rust Rager location and uh, swing by the first stop and see if uh, they were still interested. Which, from what I hear, they are. So, yeah. if you're a bar try, trying to steal the Russell, Russell Rager event away, uh, you better get to us soon because offers are getting put on the table. Ooh, oh, my. More on that as, as things develop. But uh, you heard it there first, folks. That's a, a bombshell being dropped. Uh, you know, I don't really have any more shout-outs because uh, I know that we want to reflect on, on one in particular. You got any other... Quick shout outs you want to throw out there, John Thorne? Steve, I never have shout outs. I shout out the fucking Cheesecake Factory. Come on. <laughs> this, is your, this is your segment. It's a good time. Well, you know, I, I cut it short. Keep it short here today. Uh, because as we roll into Akron, um, you know, we, of course, have to uh, look back at one of our biggest Akron draws of all time. Of course, right before the pandemic hit, it was the show titled Hey Yo!, uh, Scott Hall was our guest, and obviously, as everybody knows, Scott Hall unfortunately uh, just passed away. And uh, so, you know, a shout out of man, shout what, outs for sure. What a know. what a bummer, man! Seriously, uh, just so uh, you know, I was. It, it's it's weird because, like, you know, there's so many deaths in wrestling. You know what I mean? <laughs> and some of them you know, impact you and some of them, you know, that sound callous or whatever, you know, they don't really impact you at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, like when I heard that, when I heard the Scott Hall news, like I thought there is no way, like there's absolutely no way. And he's most definitely going to, 
you know, beat it and, and be totally fine. And <clears throat> as the news, you know, progressed and it got worse, I was still like pretty in denial about it. Honestly, I, I thought that, you know, if anybody was going to, you know, achieve this miracle, it was going to be Scott Hall. Um, and then, you know, you see the report, they took him off life support and he still lived. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, fuck yeah. Like, here we go. And then, yeah, this is it. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you know, raw opens up with that graphic and it's, you know, it's pretty much, that was it. You know, that's uh, such a, such a bummer. <laughs> you know, I had, you know, we booked Scott Hall two times, um, you know, probably I, I think the first time was in like 2015 or 2016. It was 2015. Um, it was my very first uh, show ring announcing. Absolute top bucket list guy for me. Scott Hall was always uh, one of my favorite wrestlers when I was growing up. And, uh, you know, just one of those polarizing figures, you know, uh, I know that word is th- that term is thrown around a lot you know in wrestling but scott hall truly was a polarizing figure like you know especially coming up (coughs) as a teenager in you know in the wrestling boom and you know the lore of the click and everything else and uh just uh there's just nothing cooler about scott hall uh as far as i'm concerned and um you know, it was an ultimate bucket list thing to book him. And the first time we booked him, it was awesome. The second time we booked him, it was awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just, it's, you know, we can get into it a little bit more, but, uh, I, I guess I'll let you kind of chime in here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. It's you're, you're sitting there the whole day and, and we're all in, uh, in our group chat talking about it and we're like, nah, no, it's, this is going to be okay. Like if anybody's going to get out of this, it's, it's Scott Hall, you know? And, um, I think you just think about everything, his life, it's, it's well-documented, you know, him overcoming demons and, and certain things. And you're like, all right, he's, he's going to get out of this. And, uh, man, it sucked. You're like, yeah, I grew up, uh, man, I grew up loving the bad guy. Razor Ramon was one of my favorites. Talked about it many times uh, before to people. Just that that was always a guy that I enjoyed. I mean, I remember uh, as a kid getting the VHS from Coliseum Home Video, uh, renting it from Blockbuster to watch WrestleMania 10, and jumping off my couch during that ladder match with Shawn right. Michaels. And uh, it just I was always enamored with him. And I and I think. You know, we look back at wrestling now, but even more so, people are already starting to look back and you look at Scott Hall, and he is right there in the thick. I of think he is industry changing really, things, you know? I think, I really think he is probably the most important, at least, at least one of the most important wrestlers ever. Yeah. I mean, and that's not he necessarily did, like accolades inside of the ring, but it's just everything he did. He did he so much to kind of push the industry, you know, like mm-hmm. the ladder match, um, 
you know, uh, there's no guaranteed contracts without Scott Hall. Like so much, yeah, so much stuff. And the one thing that the one thing that I, I loved and it kind of, you know, uh, makes you think about where we are in the world right now is, you know, all in. I know when we, you know, when we booked them, you know, most recently, you know, right before the pandemic in um, February of 2020, people were so judgy of him based on, you know, that E60 and the other, you know, stuff that had gotten around about his demons. And, you know, we got so many, very similar to the Sonny situation, which, you know, I know Sonny is back to going through some issues again. Um, but uh, we got so many just like shitty comments on Facebook and tweets. <coughs> and, you know, it was it was refreshing to see so many positive stories shared about him. But what sucks is they they were all shared about him after he is gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I mean, if you even if you even go back and look, you know, he deleted his Twitter because uh, you know probably a lot to do with that. And sometimes he would lash back out, and then you know people would blame him. But if you go look at his Instagram, there are people that are just so say the shittiest things to like somebody that is battling with addiction problems. People are so mean to that guy. And to think about, you know, when he's just sitting there reading that shit, you know what I mean? Thinking, oh, should I go? You know, should I go grab a drink? You know what I mean? Like, sure. It's just people are just awful. Uh, so I thought it was great that so many people shared so many great stories about him <clears throat> because, you know, like he couldn't have been cooler when we had him. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. both times. And. <clears throat> You know, he did, he did struggle with drinking and all that other stuff, you know, like, uh, but when we had him, he was nothing but professional. You know what I mean? (coughs) Like, uh, I, I think when it was the drinking mixed with additional things is where the real bad problems happened, Mm. uh, which is a slippery slope, but, um, Man, it just couldn't have been cooler. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the last time we booked him, I'll never forget. Like, he got upset with the flight that I got him because it was in the morning. And, you know, he was kind of, he was kind of uh, a little stern with me. But then he explained it and he said, listen, I like to fly at night. I'll come in the day before. I just don't want to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. <coughs> And I said, okay, you know, no problem. Booked him a new flight. He came in like, you know, Thursday night or something uh, and picked him up. And, you know, he wanted uh, some extracurricular things, nothing crazy. Um, Some herbal medication in which uh, that was arranged through uh, Mr. Ronald Two Legs. Uh, (laughs) Myself and Two Legs and Scott Hall hung out all Thursday night, 
you know, I don't partake in such things, but you know, they did. And then, uh, Scott said, Hey, you know, let's go to a bar. And I thought I, I got, you know, I got nervous, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I go, Oh, you know, like, I don't know if this should be going on. And, uh, he just wanted to go sit at a bar and talk. And he pay, he goes, listen, man, I know I was a dick. I, I was a dick to you about this whole flight thing. Let me, you know, let me make it up to you. And he just bought myself and two legs drinks for hours uh, to just, you know, make up for our, you know, I guess uh, it wasn't a, dis- it wasn't a disagreement, just our misunderstanding. And, uh, you know, he, it was like a living shoot interview. <laughs> and, you know, I told, I was like, listen, man, I told him, I was like, you were my guy. And he's like, dude, I got on the plane, man. You don't got to lie to me anymore. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like I'm, I'm serious. you know, I was like, and, uh, he was, you know, he was great. And I, I put the story out there about how he did the same thing for the students that drove him around that weekend. And, uh, you know, he came back and, uh, you know, hung out at the show and gave people feedback and, you know, sat, <coughs> you know, sat back there and just talked to everybody. And, uh, it was just so approachable, so awesome, uh, willing to give feedback, uh, to anybody that asked. It was just it, for who he was. And, you know, obviously his reputation preceded itself. He had no business being as cool as he was both times that we booked them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all you hear. And and that's what I mean. And that's what kind of sucks about social media and the age that we live in is you only, you really, (laughs) until that WWE documentary came out in 2017, you know, like you only really heard bad stuff about Scott Hall. You didn't hear any of the good stuff. And, um, I'm just glad that, uh, I have those few days, you know, both in 2015 and in 2020. Uh, I'll certainly never forget, you know, it, if you could see my office right now, it's kind of like Scott Hall crazy. I have a Scott Hall figure hanging up. I have a autographed uh, Intercontinental title uh, in my office. I have a diamond stud and uh, <laughs> big Scott Hall with Kurt Henning from the AWA. Uh framed hanging up in my office i mean scott hall was was my guy and it's so unfortunate and i just hope that people you know not to sound preachy we've gotten a little preachy a few times on this podcast but i just hope i just hope people fucking just think before they tweet or something you know what i mean like it's just you look like a fucking idiot now that you've were mean to this guy you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah it just it's just so unnecessary and like, it's, you know, it, it really just, it's kind of gross, you know, and we see it, you log on to Twitter right now, somebody is burying somebody for some mistake that they've made and it is the end of the world. <coughs> I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not with it. You know, I think Scott Hall is a perfect example of a person that made quite a few mistakes and was still an awesome person. And uh, you know, to go even further, we we've we covered it um 
on the podcast previously, but it's worth reiterating. And, you know, you talk about the social media, but sometimes that's the cool power of this show. And when we get a larger amount of listeners and stuff, you know, we have these experiences with these people and we're able to share these firsthand accounts, uh, especially the positive ones. And it's, you know, it's much more so than a tweet. You're hearing our voices. You're, you're hearing the excitement of which we talk about these things, you know? So, uh, I think that that can go further and, and it's one of those, uh, one of those things looking back that makes me grateful for us doing this podcast is, is we kind of have that it's just a very, 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 very small amount of power, but it's there. Um, but you know, all the, the students that rode with Scott Hall, uh, that weekend, the last time he was here, we've talked about it and, and Derek Dillinger was one of those guys. And, you know, you can ask him about it. If you see him uh, just spent the entire weekend, a good part of the entire weekend traveling around uh, between Pennsylvania and, and here with Scott Hall, he paid for everybody's gas, uh, paid for everybody's meals. Uh, and, you know, when, when asked about it or not even asked, he just, he just said, this is what you're supposed to do. As so a veteran, I think you're supposed to take I, care of these younger yeah, guys. And, and I specifically thanked him, you know, before he left the venue, the Tadmore shrine I said, Hey man, I just want to thank you. You didn't have to do that. These, they were happy to take you. And he said, Kurt Henning always taught me. He said, you got to take care of the young guys coming up. He goes, that's what a veteran's supposed to do. And he said, and besides that, you never know who they're going to grow up to be. And he kind of gave that Scott Hall smirk, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, raised his eyebrows a little bit, uh, which, you know, was, you know, just perfect. You know what I mean? Like, cause he's just, he, he's, he really is, is, you know, smarter than everybody in the room in a way, uh, especially yeah. when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> Two other kind of quick Scott Hall stories. Um, the first time we had him in 2015, uh, ICP was doing something in Cleveland. Uh, and uh, somehow, you know, we got a hold of each other. And they had learned that Scott Hall was in town <coughs> and asked me to come bring him down. And I, I, I took him down. It was at the Agora. And, you know, this is before really, you know, I did too much with ICP ever. This is long before we booked them um, and developed the relationship I have with them now. But, uh, you know, we, we go in and Scott Hall, me and Scott Hall walk in the back and they take us right into Violent J's private dressing room and they're just sitting there talking and Violent J is putting his makeup on in the mirror. And I was like, this is just a weird experience that I would probably never get unless I was rolling with Scott Hall. You know what I mean? Like watching yeah. Violent J apply, <laughs> put the gimmick on like right there and getting ready. And there, and Scott Hall's just like busting his balls. Uh, another one in 2020, which nothing like nobody on earth could could do this and i wouldn't make fun of them unless they're scott hall like scott hall his winter jacket was just a purple ribera jacket <laughs> and like he just wore a ribera jacket uh, around <laughs> and i snapped a picture of him I, I have it on my phone it's just him walking into a gas station uh with a ribera jacket in uh with a ribera jacket on and i was like the, scott hall is the only person that could pull this off and it's like totally makes sense um I don't know if uh, Ronald Two Legs is going to tell any stories on Pod Van Dam, but he has his fair share of stories to tell, which uh, we have been going back and forth about uh, privately, you know, all the last week because, you know, uh, 
we may like that was right before everything shut down. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Scott Hall has seen people since then, but you know, he did not travel too much during the pandemic. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation that the pandemic is really, <coughs> um, you know, I know Xbox said some things about the pandemic really kind of, and the kind of seclusion from, from the, the world really uh, kind of contributed to everything that led to these circumstances. Uh, and Pat and I were talking, you know, we may be, you know, some of the last people that he had a fun night out on the town with, so to speak, you know, before everything, you know, I know he did WrestleMania last year and stuff like that, but, uh, from what I understand, you know, he, he didn't do too many appearances throughout the entire pandemic, you know, a couple virtuals, I think if that, um, but man, just such a bummer, such a great guy, uh, hopefully, you know. Pat will uh, tell some of his stories on the Pod Van Dam podcast, but uh, yeah, we just had a, a great time. You know, like when you're sitting in a bar and Scott Hall is just buying all your drinks and he's giving you like a personal shoot interview, and like he's just totally coherent with it and just wants to talk wrestling and tell every amazing story that you've ever heard. You know what I mean? Like, and some stories that he's never told in shooter <coughs> shoot interviews that are you know super private like very intriguing things uh when you know he didn't he didn't really know me from anything you know what i mean um i we just kind of got along and uh you know just uh, such a bummer and i'm just so thank i i mean i'm thankful that i got a chance to know him in, in such a probably a very small capacity compared to most people but uh, very, uh, very thankful, you know, for that, for those moments. I'll, I'll never forget them. And I mean, we could talk a lot about his wrestling career, but uh, so many people on other podcasts, I'm sure, are going to do that. Uh, we, we touched on it, and he's just, we both think that he is one of the most influential people in terms of wrestling uh, of all times, in terms of everything that came from it. Like you said, you know, guarantee contracts, not really a thing without Scott Hall. Um, but the, oh, the one thing I, I yeah, you go, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll say, I, I was just going to say, because, you know, we talked about Russell Rager and, you know, the bittersweet part of this is there's a little bit of, you know, we're learning some things, right? Every once in a while, uh, the house is, is up in terms of how much money we, we have sitting around for another show. And we toy with these really dumb ideas and we say, oh, well, this is, this, this is, this is the dumbest one I ever had, but it was like in the moment when we were all tuned up and I came up with this idea, it was sounded like the greatest idea of all time. And, you know, so I think do you want me to, me, do you want me to tell it? Do you think, well, do you for think me, I, should, I feel like this leads to, you know, we can't, we just can't, uh, we shouldn't always be so quick to shoot the dumb ideas down, you know, because when we, when we have, that opportunity and, and that money. Uh, I don't know. I just think we should it is do a it stupid. Idea. It was the stupidest idea, but it was so good at the same time. Uh, yeah, well, before I, before I tell the idea, you know, I, I don't know Cody hall from anybody. Never met him. Don't know him. It's just another thing. People are fucking so shitty to that guy. Like be respectful. You know, he lost his fucking dad. You know what I mean? Like, let's not jump back on the fucking, oh, like, we're going to make fun and be mean to this guy on social media. Like, 
I think, mm. you know, obviously he, you know, he has done some questionable things on Twitter, no doubt. But like, come on, dude, like fucking everyone needs to just chill out for a little bit, I think. And it's just stop. I, like, I hate the just the dunking on Twitter, so to speak. You know, it's just so like, I sure. don't know. <laughs> like, I, I just roll my eyes at some of it. But uh, the Russell Rager idea in which uh, was pres- w- I cooked up uh, when we locked in the first stop last year when we were in there. And uh, there were a few other ideas that uh, may remain on the table for other things. So I won't get into those. But uh, the the most outlandish idea that I had was we were going to book Scott Hall and Kevin Nash for Russell Rager. And uh, don't reach out to anybody because this was never like this never kind of left the office, right? Like this was never yeah. negotiated. But the idea was the concept was we were going to book Scott Hall and Kevin Nash for Russell Rager. We were not going to advertise them. <laughs> we were going to uh, get them to the first stop well before doors open. You know what I mean? Well, like well before, you know, people started showing up and we were just going to have them sit at the bar for the duration of the show and just say, oh man, we just, we get We have a long layover in Cleveland and we just decided to come come to a bar and, and grab some food and they were just going to be inside the first stop signing autographs and uh, taking selfies as if they had no idea a wrestling show was going on. Yeah. Right they were never going point. to make an appearance on the actual wrestling show. They were just no, going to just stay gonna be, in the bar. Gonna, they were just going to be in a long layover in Cleveland and <laughs> nobody was ever going to acknowledge it. And it was just going to be one of those things like, Oh my God, could you believe, can you believe that? Like, what are the chances? <laughs> stupid but uh man when I, I had a couple cocktails in me and i came up with this idea everybody was really on board for it until we all woke up the next day and realized man i don't know i don't know if we should do that i think we were all still very on board with it it was just a matter of yeah uh, maybe we should save our money but <laughs> but right, it's like, one of those things though where we always talk about like the you had to be there kind of stuff yeah. Like, man, if, if there's ever anything to get people to be like, okay, I'm no longer missing an AIW show. And that uh, was Scott like, Hall that was like Kevin Nash just hanging out. <laughs> that was the point. I was like, man, no one's ever going to miss a show that uh, ever. You know what I mean? Like if we did that, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just on a long layover. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh I'm, it's, it's so disappointing though, that, uh, that never came to be, we won't have any more moments with Scott Hall, but, uh, I'm glad so many other people had similar stories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what was great. <coughs> I, you know, just, that was a great part of social media is, you know, going through and reading all these stories and all these people having these just great interactions with Scott Hall. And it, you know, it, I'm sure like at a point like we did, like everyone thought like, man, I heard all those Scott Hall stories, but man, that didn't happen with us. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure a lot of people had that thought because, you know, I I know we certainly all did is like, man, like you hear all this stuff, but man, he couldn't have been cooler. Like we fucking lucked out. You know what I mean? And then to go on social media and it seems like a lot more people lucked out 
you know what I mean? Then didn't, if you really think about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I thought that that was great for, you know, Scott to finally, you know, get his flower, so to speak. I just think it's sad that, you know, he had to pass away for people to do it. Um, that's, that, that's really the sad part is, you know, I wish he could have been alive to, to see all that stuff and to see all the love, uh, that he got. But, you know, uh, another just kind of great thing is the fact that he did get to kind of close his story out with WWE in a positive note. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Two Hall of Fames, yeah. the documentary, <clears throat> several appearances there, you know, in the last, you know, four or so years um, when he was kind of, you know, thought to be, you know, never welcome there ever again. So, um, you know, in a way he did get his happy ending. But uh, I just wish, you know, he, he would have been able to see what his true impact was, you know, throughout the entire industry. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the uh, maybe one of the first places that he acknowledged publicly that he was going to be in the Hall of Fame a second time. AIW? AIW, Akron, Ohio. Yeah, because he, he was going to go. The ring, he, yeah, he had me introduce him. As a soon-to-be two-time Hall of Famer, before they yeah. even announced it on TV, that's crazy. I mean, uh, I'm glad that we actually got footage of him though, like doing something because the first time he wouldn't do anything on the show. Yeah, yeah, and that was when he was really like he was really trying to clean himself up. Like he, yeah, he's just kind of coming out of it. Was was he? Uh, he's still living with DDP at the time. Uh, he was living, so he lived like close to DDP at the time. And I remember like he wanted to get out of there as soon as he was done. Cause I don't think he could handle being around the boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, just seeing like the fun and <clears throat> he wanted to kind of, he's like, Hey, I, you know, I want to get out of here, uh, which was, which was fine. You know, um, the second time he was way more d- like down to earth, like down to hang, you know, and yeah, yeah. Um, felt a lot more comfortable with where he was. Uh, but uh yeah man just uh such a such a bummer uh i could talk about scott hall literally all day i mean one of the greatest and i'll say it you know till the end of time one of the most important if not the most important professional wrestler ever yeah uh we'll turn the page here uh, it's no great transition, but we, we talk about uh, upcoming Akron shows. And while we have one coming up this weekend, another Akron show, uh, bleh, Akron show announced. Tadmore Shrine. It's happening in May. Gauntlet for the gold. We told you folks that uh, we're going to get back into the regularly scheduled shows. They're going to be in different months than what you would be used to. Maybe different orders. Uh, the first one, though, Gauntlet for the gold. It's going to take place in May. Traditionally, maybe remember it would be this month in March. Uh, it's been pushed back, of course. And uh, yeah, I mean, we made the decision to do it at the Tadmore, put a, more, a few more bodies in there. Uh, I think that makes sense. Give us kind of yeah, I mean, there's there, there's a few there's a few benefits to doing the Tadmore. Um, you know, the the big one is over a hundred people held on to those tickets for the last two years. You know, uh, which is crazy. Um, but you know, we have made so many adjustments throughout these kind of COVID growing pains. You know, we sell we sell less t- 
tickets. You know what I mean? No, no matter what we sell, there's less per row, all sorts of kind of different alterations that we have made through the trial and error. So Tadmore Shrine gives us more room to kind of accommodate those people. You know what I mean? That, that have held on to the tickets for, for so long and <coughs> it won't be uh, a total kind of, you know, money loser, so to speak, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, that money did help get us through the pandemic and that, you know, uh, that money is, you know what I mean? Kind Gone. of spent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's kind of like one of those things to where the shrine will allow us to kind of open it up wider and hopefully draw, you know what I mean? To where it, it, it equals out somewhat. I still anticipate that show is going to be a money loser. Um, but it's not really, if you boil it down because all that money helped us throughout, you know, the last two years. So, you know, if you, if you're looking at it on paper, just as is March 21st, 2022 at event is probably not going to turn a profit, so to speak. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, we're very thankful for those people that held on to the tickets. We promised that <coughs> we were going to make it up to you and uh, make good on it. And that's what we're doing. Uh, I spent all Sunday, uh, you know, a little kind of uh, insider baseball here is the event was so long ago, even though it was postponed on Eventbrite, they would not allow me to utilize the same I guess events within Eventbrite and just kind of change the date around and change things around because it had been two years. <clears throat> I had to make a whole new event and you can't like export things over. So I had to go through and hand type in every single order that, you know, was still kind of out there in the world. So that's how I spent my Sunday. Uh, I, everything is kind of up to date and ready to go. We're going to give people like, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm going to give people till like Tuesday. If for whatever reason, you know, the venue change or the date or whatever, if you can't make it, um, we will still honor a refund. Um, and then after that, you know, we're going to put the tickets on Patreon and um, start getting them out there. Probably uh, I, I would anticipate them being on sale to everybody um, Saturday while, you know, while we're actually doing our event, uh, I'll try to, uh, get them on sale publicly for everybody that day. There you go. Uh, so then let's roll into this weekend. Uh, A lot going on here down in Akron, Ohio at the Tadmore shrine. Uh, I mean, we've got the doctor, Dr. D himself will be there. Uh, we, we talked about that oh, a few weeks ago, several weeks ago when we first, uh, made mention that we would have him on there. And, you know, this is a, this is a big Pedro get <laughs> if I'm correct in that. Well, I mean, we both, <laughs> Pedro was really, <laughs> really pushed it, uh, for the last, yeah. I don't know, a couple of years and, <clears throat> you know, uh, very intriguing to me as well. Um, expensive you know what i mean uh so we we have got ourselves in uh a little deeper than i anticipated with this event i'll say that you know I, I, it is a hard <laughs> sell 
So uh, you do have to get a little bit of the hard truth uh, on our end. And um, we did dig ourselves in a bit of a hole, uh, you know, and not purposefully, but, um, you know, uh, not to sound like the broken record of uh, your parents or whatever, but transportation prices are uh, astronomical right now. You know, gas uh, flights uh, did not anticipate that because everything has been pretty decent, so to speak, up until this point. <clears throat> so the uh, travel accommodation and accommodations have really like really kind of put us in a hole for this event. Um, at first it, th- it sounded like a good, you know, sounded pretty good that uh, Dr. D is a driver. Uh, he, he didn't want a flight. He wants to drive now. Now I don't know if that's, uh, so good. Uh, we're gonna, I'm not looking forward to that, uh, that conversation with, the the transportation expenses. Um, so that, and you know, the flights for all the other people that are coming in for the show. Um, and, uh, well, even some of the drivers, we got a couple drivers on this show and yeah, and like I mean, that's it's, gonna, uh, it's, that cost is pretty much doubled in terms of them having to get gas. So, yeah, um, there's just a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of different things going on. So, um, the show is selling slower than a usual Akron show. Um, I don't know. <laughs> if it's because things are kind of opening up and maybe people aren't just anticipating walking up. Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? So uh, there's a little nervousness there. Um, but I mean, we're, uh, we're, we're too far in, you know what I mean? There's no turning back now, I guess. <laughs> So yeah, it's not like to, we're pulling the plug on this. Yeah, right. We uh, just have to. You know, we just have to ride it and uh, ride it out and see what happens and hope for the best. Um, yeah, one, one <laughs> but, of the attractions yeah. on the show. You know, we talk. We always try to talk about uh, bringing people in. Uh, not well. We got to talk about Doctor D, though. I mean, before we move well, on, all right, all right. You know. well, you know, we I did gloss over him, but we we chatted about Doctor D. So I mean, I wasn't too sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm. Regardless of all the stress and everything else, I'm ex- I'm super excited about it. I think um, he is going to be an interesting guy to have a conversation with. Um, so uh, very rare. Doesn't do too much. Does conventions here and there. Doesn't appear. You know, I don't think he's ever appeared around here. Uh, so you know, that's just one of those things. It's like. Uh, it's now or never, you know what I mean? Like these guys aren't getting any younger. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think, uh, you know, regardless of where we're at, I think it's going to be a cool experience. I think for those that get it are going to love it. And then there's going to be probably a, a good handful of people that have no idea why he's there, who he is or, 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 or understand it, you know, but that's kind of the yeah. risk of, you know, when you book one of these kind of like cult figures, so to speak. Well, but <laughs> We, we we've said on here before, uh, don't come asking to get slapped. Like that's not a thing. We're not going to have a slap line. That's not a thing that yeah. we're going to do. Right. Uh, if anybody's going to get slapped, you know, it's probably going to be we, me. We've got some people. Yeah. 
It's going to be me when I get that fucking trans bill. And, and you say, hey, man, we're going to have to renegotiate this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he definitely will be an interesting guy. And because, you know, even aside from the the cult figure aspect of him slapping a reporter and everything, he's a guy that was around in a very, um, you know, not just if- different era, but like historical era, I guess. Yeah, and the, he was, you know, there for that, uh, almost like that transition era. So to speak, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, very like right before very leading unique. up to WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and prior, so he's gonna ha- he's gonna have some some you know just some unique stories that that are gonna be pretty cool, I think. So it's gonna be fun to have him there for sure, and hopefully some folks take the time and you know not too much time because I keep that line moving, but. Take the time, ask some questions. That'd be pretty cool. I think. I think. It, I think that he will be a very, uh, he'll be a fun meet and greet that people were not expecting maybe to be uh, as positive as they realize. If that makes sense. No, like, like he's one of those. He's one of those guys where you know you know about him. You know who he is, and uh, the hope I th- for people after Saturday is that they didn't realize how fun it would be meeting him. I hope so. I mean, I haven't met him yet, so I can't really comment on it, but right, right. That's, but that's the hope. That's just my thinking with all the, all the uh, experiences he likely has. And from the time frame from which he was in the industry and coming up and everything, our correspondence Uh, thus far has been enjoyable. Well, that's good. That's always positive. You know, we talk about, we have former, old wrestling figures we've had former wwe guys one of the cool things we can't get wwe people on shows but we can get you television stars on aiw shows and we're doing it again with aew stars the tag team 2.0 are going to be in the house making an aiw debut recently uh, rebranded these, the jericho appreciation society jericho appreciation society these are guys that you're, you're pretty high on i think john thorne right you you find them entertaining oh like, yeah along the I lines mean, of a max caster and- uh, well i mean i follow them you know from their chikara days and um <coughs> they were always you know it, it's kind of it's kind of funny because um when you, you know they they had like a very hot independent run um you know, years and years and years ago, uh, you know, with Chikara and, uh, then, you know, obviously they, they go on and they, they were signed and, you know, they did, you know, whatever they did in, in NXT. But, um, you know, when they, when they were released, (coughs) you know, uh, Kevin Owens had reached out to me, and you know was asking me if i would be interested in using them and you know all that stuff so uh, certainly certainly i was and i went to go reach out and there was like a dm uh from 2013 trying to get booked in aiw (laughs) so (laughs) when i officially reached out to them I said, "Hey, just not replying to this message from 2013. Uh, very interested." <laughs> can can we get the same rate? And that's kind of how uh, things started 
started moving um, and it started moving, you know, back in the summer when they were, when they were, yeah, in the summer when they were <laughs> released. Um, and then, you know, obviously they had to uh, go through, you know, their non-compete and they started with AEW and they, you know, had some visa things that they had to get worked out. Um, so like, you know, they were shooting, they thought, you know, first of the year they would be able to, um, start doing things. And, uh, actually when they were wrestling at AEW, when we were there, I went, Oh shit, I forgot to, you know, follow back up. So I said, Hey, uh, you're, you're wrestling right now. And I just remembered that, uh, maybe uh we should work something out and then we were able to work out this date so that's kind of the story on 2.0 uh coming to AIW the uh, long form of it but I'm very excited um I think 2 Infinity Beyond are the best opponents for them um you know all those guys have kind of those old school Chikar roots they're all you know friendly with each other um I think it will make uh for a very entertaining matchup yeah i was gonna say there these guys are clearly familiar with each other and um have obviously crossed paths and th- this should be very entertaining i think you know it's the the dynamics of wrestling are interesting is such that 2.0 could have come here and they could have taken on you know, the bitcoin boys balking season pme tme the shooters, you know, any number of the tag teams, uh, the production, but you, you, there's, there's always that fun dynamic with these two teams having perhaps never met. And, you know, it's these guys who've been around for some time and they're stars in their own right. And now they're going to work with like our up and coming talent who are stars within AIW, let's say, but then you have this dynamic of two tag teams guys who have worked together before in the past and it's kind of coming back around and here they are again and there's probably for them a fun history there and that can make for a very entertaining and interesting dynamic to a wrestling match that can you know uh, just it can really be better than uh, than what you had expected in terms of, Hey, 2.0 versus the younger stars, you know, like they just, you know, from, from my perspective, you know what I mean? Like these guys are on television. Obviously that is top priority, right? Yeah. But when you put them in there with someone they're familiar with and not saying that they would, you know, not give a hundred percent, you know, otherwise, but it kind of, as a promoter gives you some insurance, so to speak, that, you know, they're going out there with people they know, people they trust. They're not going to be too worried. You know, hey, you know, I got TV on Wednesday. You know, I, I can't, <coughs> you know, I can't do this or I don't want to do that. Um, so it's kind of, you know, assurance, insurance from my standpoint is I think this is the best matchup that we would potentially get. Um, so, you know, that that played into it as well. Not and you yeah, know that is you, just that's my that's my assumption. You know what I mean? Like just sure. based on historically, 
you know, dealing with different people. Um, <laughs> I just think that this would be the best, uh, the best matchup that we're going to get. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. It's, it's the, the concept of, you know what? I know these guys. Uh, I trust these guys. They know where I am. We have a good relationship. I know that they're going to take care of me. So, you know, that's an important thing, but also too, maybe, maybe is there a little bit of a motivating factor when you throw them in there with somebody that they know, you know, it becomes a little bit more motivational, like, okay, I'm, you know, from the standpoint of 2.0, all right, we're excited now to have this match because we know these guys, we know that this is going to be a lot of fun. Let's do some, let's do some cool stuff. Let's go out there. Let's have a great match as opposed to, and I'm not saying that they would do this, but certainly, you know, as a promoter in your history of things, you probably have had people, big names come in, you booked them and it's like, all right, let me go out there get my payday. And I'll roll around a little bit. We're this dynamic. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying that they would do that. I'm just saying, you know, no. in, in general, I think that this was the best matchup to, you know, optimize uh, their time. Mm-hmm. on Saturday that, that they're here. I, I just think, you know, and they've been nothing but cool and said nothing, you know, they haven't really said much of anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think, you know, from my perspective, I thought this would be the best, the best way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to get it. I think this is going to be a fun, interesting blend of TV style. And just because they know each other so long, you're you're going to mesh that uh, indie style of matches and, and wrestling with with this one. That's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, 2.0 versus two infinity and beyond. I'm really looking forward to that. There's there's a reason why they're on the marquee for this one, man. But also let's get to our other our other, let's get to the other matches. Yeah, you want to talk about the big one? Well, yeah, the, I mean, Steve, the biggest been, match of the been, night. We, we've been going for an hour. Kaplan we've been going versus, for an hour. Already. Uh, Kaplan versus Broner, the biggest match of the night. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about this card. To be honest, I, I'm I looking at the card right now, and it's incredible. I mean, Kaplan <laughs> versus Broner, like these two are just going to beat the hell out of each other. Right. I mean, uh, listen, we don't got to we we don't have to overanalyze every match, but I think that this is. Uh, a really good sleeper card, which is kind of, and I know that we still have a few things that need to, you know, be publicly announced on social media. There's a couple left, uh, but I think that this is uh, really a, a sleeper, crazy good card that you know really kind of came together, um, yeah. very nicely, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like I said, those two are just going to beat the hell out of each other. Jocelyn taking on Katie Arquette. Katie Arquette had a, a great showing. Uh, her first AIW match at Winchester. Now she's going to be here in Akron. Looking forward to it. Uh, <coughs> yeah, you know, there, I think I think there's a I think there's a lot of upside to Katie Arquette. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of upside of, um, you know, uh, that is the kind of, um collateral damage so to speak of the winchester events right like you get to we get to see people in person and see them work and you know now she's found her way on a out of tadmore shrine show you know and then yeah. potentially an audience show you, you never know you know this is just kind of um <laughs> the i guess uh, example of kind of the the system so to speak we're trying to put in place here working uh 
for the for the first time in well over two years, Josh Prohibition in singles competition taking on Chase Oliver. Uh, so you talk about a sleeper card, J Pro rolling into he was rolling feeling in for he was feeling man. He's feeling froggy. You know, he's been back uh, training um, consistently at the AW Academy um, for the last few months. Uh, you know, he did uh, the, the Hell on Earth main event. Um, obviously, you know, wanted to kind of uh, lay a little low for the holidays. You know, we've all talked about, you know, the, the COVID surge and everything else that, that went on. Um, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> he started getting the itch again, you know, since he's been training and, uh, he reached out and wanted to know the, the dates and the, the schedule. And he said, Hey, you know, uh, wh- what about me getting on that Akron card? Uh, and you know, that's really how this came together. And, uh, I thought, I thought that Chase Oliver would be a great opponent, uh, for Josh. Um, you know, he's used to working with, you know, uh, people of Chase's, capabilities and talents yeah. and uh you know chase has has been progressing very well these last few months and i think you know this is a, a good reward for him to get in there you know one-on-one with a veteran like josh prohibition and uh see what they can do together uh you know speaking of, of people really kind of pushing themselves and getting better and better. And we see that progression every show that he's on. Riley Rose gets an opportunity in singles competition, just one-on-one. It's Riley and Derek Dillinger. Derek continues to have success here throughout 2022. Uh, It really kind of launched for him in 2021. He had a fantastic year and showing and just continues to grow. Both of these guys. I think Uh, more than, I, I think more than success, so to speak, as far as talking about Derek, um, it's more of he has established a presence, you know, in a presentation and it's made him a star in the eyes of the IW fans. And, you know, Mm -hmm. now that it's sort of getting that trickle down effect and he's picking up more bookings because of that, because he has figured out his presentation (coughs) and, you know, not so much wins and losses as far as, Derek Dillinger is concerned, but the overall of finding out who he is as a performer and what he is, you know, presentation wise, I think has really kind of catapulted him up a few rungs on the ladder more so than any wins or losses. And, uh, you know, Riley Rose is a guy that I think needs to figure that part out. Um, yeah, he's, extremely talented in the ring. And I think, you know, as we progress with him over, you know, these next few months, um, hopefully he can find that last piece, you know, and maybe beating Derek is that last piece, you know, for the fans to really embrace him. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, I think this is, uh, another sleeper match of two wildly talented guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, folks are going to get a treat. I know as of this recording, it has not been mentioned on social media yet, but Dominic Garini, his opponent, uh, if you're a longtime AIW fan or you've gone to, oh, I don't know, like UXWA in the past, uh, the Shogun is here, folks. Jackson Stone. 
Dominic former Green. gut former gut check winner for Impact. Um, yeah, you know, kind of coming full circle. Uh, why Dom wanted to wrestle him is, you know, he did take part in the new talent initiative that took part that took place in February of 2020. Uh, the show that you know we were just discussing w- about Scott Hall being there. Um, he he did the new talent initiative, <laughs> and uh, he actually got a dark match on the show in front of the live crowd um, against Holden Albright. Uh, they had a uh, really exciting um, match for the coaches um, earlier in the day. So we decided to, you know, give them a few minutes and put it on in front of the crowd. And, um, you know, the pandemic and everything else kind of halted any sort of, you know, plan moving forward, you know, mixing in with our own students debuting and things like that. <clears throat> but, um, you know, uh, I had asked Dom who he wanted to wrestle. And, you know, I know he's, you know, in the midst of a heated rivalry with uh, Casey Carrington and, and Brian Carson. But, um, you know, this is uh, Dom's home base. So I kind of give him, you know, an option you know, to, to pick an opponent, uh, at these Akron shows occasionally. And, you know, he's also been out with an injury, so he hasn't, he didn't get to participate in the last one. So, uh, he picked, he picked Jackson stone. Um, he thought that, uh, he deserved an opportunity. Uh, Jackson stone (coughs) swung by Russell rave a few weeks ago and, came and was helping out and uh that kind of led to uh him being fresh in dom's mind i believe and that's who dom that's who dom wanted to wrestle so uh that's who dom is going to wrestle on saturday jackson stone and that's going to be ooh, if you've never seen uh jackson stone wrestle you know we talked about kaplan and isaiah brona earlier jackson stone's another one man it's a that's a hard-hitting dude that's for sure uh then we get to what will certainly be a wild uh, four-way tag team action between the Bitcoin boys, the main event, Philly Marino experience, and balking season. Uh, chaos is what I'm anticipating there. I mean, uh, yeah, all you know, all three teams are kind of in the hunt for uh, the tag team titles, and uh, PME wasn't so nice at Russell Rave. Uh, balking season had him beat. Spoiler alert. <coughs> so I figured, you know, uh, maybe I'd give Balking Season the rematch, but then I figured, well, you know, the main event kind of got screwed. They did, Balking yeah. Season got screwed. The Bitcoin boys are kind of always in the hunt, so to speak. So I figured let's let's make it a good old-fashioned four-way. You know, I do believe PME's last loss came in this building. To TME prior to them winning the tag team titles back. Is that right? That's right. That's that's that was the same night uh, we saw them adorned as Broski one and Broski two. Later, helping uh, Matt Cardona, who, as we speak about, would bring us to the main event. There, the old Broski himself will be in the house. Matt Cardona and his pal Brian Myers back again taking on the Rip City Shooters. So, Myers, Cardona, taking on Bishop and Barkley. No love loss here. None. No love lost. 
Um, I mean, I'm really excited to see how this goes, uh, especially how things ended at the Odeon <clears throat> with uh, Wes Barkley uh, getting his head. <laughs> I mean, basically, they, they didn't shave his head, but they might as well have. Uh, he has, you know, all of his hair was cut off, which shout out to the Rip City Shooters and Dom, who uh, all appeared on the NWA Crockett Cup over the weekend. Uh, super proud of all those guys. Yeah getting that opportunity <coughs> they didn't uh they didn't move on but um very cool none nonetheless for them to uh you know be on be on that stage um for the nwa but uh yeah very excited about this main event um i think uh there is a lot of combustible elements here and mm-hmm. uh i'm I don't know how else to describe it. You, you know, really like I'm excited. Uh, if you've been following AW, you know, the story, you know, the hatred that is there. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it seems the AW fans are with rip city. It seems he's kind of, you know, what I call the universe, these new fans, the WWE fans that, that come are, solely behind Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. So I think it creates a, a, a great atmosphere at the shows. <coughs> I, I do want to remind everybody, this event is not streaming live. Um, That's right. None of the events at the Tadmore Shrine, as of now, will stream live. Uh, that is uh, based on you know their internet capabilities. Um, so... Uh, just so you know, for future reference, if you see a show at the Tadmore Shrine, it is 99% probably not streaming live. There you go. So the only way to watch this show this Saturday is to get your tickets. There are still tickets available. Shop.aiwrestling.com. Uh, John Thorne, I dare say the Rip City Shooters and the major players, uh, this is one of the most underrated rivalries in independent wrestling right now i i really don't think enough people have been paying attention to this <laughs> yeah i don't understand how it's this I, been going on I, I don't understand how this uh isn't on the cover of pro wrestling illustrated or something come on folks yeah and, i mean look and cardona and myers will they'll randomly quote up. tweet yeah they will randomly quote tweet bishop or barkley just to talk shit to them yeah i think it's uh, insane I, I i do think that you know there should be probably more eyes on this feud i think it's um been extremely entertaining so far um but hey we can only we can only do what we can you know we can do you know we can't force people to cover us or pay attention to us you know all we can keep doing is chugging along and trying to survive right yeah exactly uh i mean hey our fans are loving it and uh at the end of the day that's what matters most but of course we'd love to get more and more fans so if you know someone who's a borderline wrestling fan, a casual wrestling fan, whatever you want to call it, get them hooked onto this because this is, this is one of those shows that uh, will get people hooked into AIW. I think just from, from watching this, you can come to the show, not know who anybody is. And, uh, and you're going to have a hell of a time as I look at this card top to bottom. Uh, I mean, it's going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. But again, if you want to see it, folks, you can either wait or, or you can come Saturday, shop.aiwrestling.com. Yeah, and just to, uh, let me see here. I'll give everybody kind of an update as of this recording, where we are 
ticket wise. Um, so we have front row is sold out. Okay. We we have four second row tickets available. Ten third row tickets available. One fourth row ticket available. 30 general mission tickets available. And that's there it. There you go. There you so, have it, folks. I mean, Get the, the, will there be tickets available at the door? I don't know. You know, it really depends on how uh, things sell throughout the week. But um, there's a possibility I could open up more uh, general admission tickets, but... <clears throat> Obviously, we want to get those premium seats filled first and foremost. So buy them up. I mean, that's where we're at as of this recording. Yeah, and don't uh, don't wait on the hope that more general admission tickets may open up day of because there's a chance that they won't. We've done it before where we just said, all right, this is, this is a heck of a uh, sales in terms of what we have. So let's cut it off. And that's it. So show up, folks. Uh, show up to shop.aiwrestling.com and get your tickets and come hang out with us on Saturday night at the Tadmore Shrine in Akron, Ohio. Uh, John Thorne, we have some questions, but we're over an hour. We can always answer these questions another time. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, might as well. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh of course, this is uh, a question. Uh, any discussions with Johnny Gargano to come in to do a signing appearance at a show? Um, I've been in contact with Johnny. I don't want to just have Johnny sign, though. Um, and that's kind of where he is at currently. He's not doing any wrestling matches for the foreseeable future. So, you know, we've been in contact. Um he has the schedule um, and I just kind of you know left the ball in his court so to speak um, I just said hey if you want to do it here are the dates pick one and uh, you know let's go from there and work something out <clears throat> but you know he said he's right now you know with being a new father and everything else um, he's really just getting out of the house now, you know, he's doing some, taking some signing bookings. Um, and I think he's just going to kind of focus on, uh, doing things like that and conventions for their foreseeable future. And, um, you know, only he knows what, where he's going to wrestle next and what he's going to do. Um, there have been talks, but, uh, you know, I, I don't have any thing to really report on other than, uh, he said, you know, he's, he's not taken. He's, he doesn't want to do any matches right now. He just wants to um, do signings currently. But said, you know, when it does change, he will, you know, reach out to me. Um, Steve Guy, recently in birth. What is the best wrestling-related birthday present you've ever gotten? I don't know, man. When I was a kid, I got, of course, the Hasbros all the time. And uh, I had that. A blue plastic wrestle ring. I had a WCW wrestling ring that came with a cage that you could put on it. That was sweet. Uh, so, I mean, 
all of those things. Also, WrestleMania used to fall around my birthday, so um, I'd get bought the pay-per-view. You know, I don't know. That's was a probably good wrestling-related birthday presents. I got a ring announced gauntlet for the gold on my birthday. Yeah, w- I wish, cool. you know, I would have, like cared more you know what i mean like collectibles like weren't really like a thing when we were kids we'd be so rich if we had any of that shit yeah yeah i was a kid so i was playing with them you know what i mean like yeah i mean i had hasbros and hasbros and i remember getting um royal rumble on sega genesis shout out to scott hall he's on the cover yeah ramon but i mean other than that i don't really specifically remember like specific wrestling presence you know what i mean yeah yeah just the toys really uh all well i did used to get like the styrofoam uh replica of titles you know as a kid you don't know, talk about they're like they velcro on the back oh yeah not I like had, everybody had, has now like the real deal i had the ic one i got it at a house show at the richfield coliseum i remember that yeah like, that was yeah, just I, a souvenir it had nothing to do with my birthday <laughs> And I also remember getting uh, a uh, cassette tape that had uh, entrance music on it. Ooh, I had the CD. I had a couple WWF uh, the music volumes. I remember it had uh, Tatanka on it. Natural disasters were on there. I don't <laughs> really remember what else though, but it was a cassette tape. I had the um, one of the CDs that I got. the The music was the uh, like the attitude era, but when they did like the crossover. So like there was the stone cold song, but it wasn't just the music. It was like with oh, yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Volume, and, volume four, I think it was called. Yeah. Uh, so that was, I mean, that was good. It's pretty cool. Uh, it was from our friend Jay gold. Uh, I understand Cardona has been good for business, but where do you see the future of the intense title going? Lots of talent could make up that division and give some big main events at Winchester or other small venues. Uh, even the medium-sized shows, best-looking belts in the business. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that is um, a thing that is in the back of our heads. You know, this whole thing started with, um, you know, the angle with Matthew Justice cashing in his Jaylet win and becoming a double champion. <clears throat> and, you know, that visual of him with both the belts just was so cool. And then, you know, the feud with Josh Bishop back and forth. Um with both, obviously, again, you know, the, that visual of those two belts, you know, for that feud. And then when they kind of went away from each other, there were plans kind of maybe about doing something. And then when, you know, we locked in Cardona for the extended contract, so to speak, um, you know, I just thought you had, you had to keep rolling with it because the visual, you know, like, uh, it's more it's you know in a way it's marketing and look at how much he parades those belts around you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> so um you know obviously i think once you know he's had his run um we will look into uh probably splitting them but uh, I, I think as long as he's the champion we're not going to we're not going to do anything uh, strictly from a marketing standpoint, you know, um, and maybe that sounds silly, but uh, that's that's really the the purpose behind it at this point is, um, you know, uh, the he plasters those photos everywhere, <clears throat> tags us. Our social media numbers have grown um, 
quite a bit. Uh, so, you know, for the time being, no, but, uh, you know, that is what you said is the reason why the intense title exists. Uh, I compare it to the intercontinental title. <clears throat> so, you know, that is certainly the plan going forward. Um, eventually just, uh, not anytime in the next, you know, whenever until he loses the belt. Well, if you ask him, he, he never will, but, uh, we'll see. We, and we it's very see. possible. It's very possible. Yeah. You know, it could end Saturday. It could end in three years. I don't, you know, I don't know what the future holds. Um, can Matt Cardona bring the NWA title this Saturday for pictures? Ah, that's a question better for Cardona on Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> something tells me he he may bring it with him. He loves carrying those titles everywhere he goes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know. that 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 is a question for him. He has not indicated to me yes or no. I would yeah, think so, that he will, though. I would think so. Um, like, like you said, love showing all these titles off. And then, um, oh, this one's been touched on. We're our friend, not Big Dan Champion, but Big Dan in the Discord. Uh, he's actually from overseas. Uh, was there ever a reason for Phoenix no showing AIW? Seems strange that Pensa turned up alone. I think Big Dan's catching up on some. Certainly, there. certainly seems strange. Uh, no, <laughs> no, uh, it was, I mean, it was, uh, missed his flight, delayed flight. Uh, however, I was flying him out of somewhere in California and he was sending me like, uh, things about flights from Mexico city, you know, and, uh, just, he was never, in the places where he told me he was going to be, he was, you know, it was, uh, then it was like, Oh, I'm in the air, you know, I'm on my way. Uh, and then Pentagon just kind of, you know, the English got real bad when I wanted to get an answer on that. Uh, but he showed up, <laughs> Pentagon showed up, um, you know, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I wish I really knew, uh, you know, but I've heard of Phoenix doing that in, in other places, allegedly. Um, so I, I really don't know. Um, <coughs> you know, uh, he got his flight. He had everything he asked for. Um, Pentagon made it. Phoenix did not. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, but no, I and never spoke really ever again but always a good time with Pentagon. He always brings it when he comes on those shows. So a very positive experience with him. Uh, both times we've had him here. Uh, yeah, I have, no, I have nothing, oh. nothing, nothing bad to say about Pentagon. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting thought. And I think it's, it may be something that we've talked about and we actually have kind of dabbled a little bit in this in the past when we were at Mount Carmel. Uh, thoughts on doing an AIW fan fest type event for Jaylet weekend live podcast q a's <laughs> meet and greet super tickets steve got variety show i don't think anybody wants to see that uh etc uh, um you know we're gonna have a meeting coming up uh you know we do have uh Jaylet dates tentative uh we have been talking about maybe revamping it not having that day show so to speak, maybe doing something else, maybe doing nothing. 
maybe not doing a tournament. Um, there's been all sorts of different things presented. Um, so we just have to kind of sit down and, you know, pros and cons things. Um, in the early days of the Jailet, we would do a fan fest. <coughs> and, you know, it, I think the people that were there had fun. I don't know if it was well organized or anything like that either. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. it, we certainly did not have the team in place that we have now. Um, so it's possible, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's certainly something that we have been internally discussing and thinking about. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do. Um, but there are jail at weekend dates and, um, you know, we're going to try to iron that out probably soon. Um, Jaylet is going to fall differently in the schedule than it normally did. <clears throat> Some people who held on to those tickets probably have an idea of what the dates are now um, because that one was changed within Eventbrite. Um, so, spoiler alert on that. But, um, yeah, uh, it's we're, 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 we're discussing it. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing's for sure in you know, especially, you know, there is a possibility that maybe we would do the chan you know, the Chandler thing, some, you know, another as a standalone. Um, we are mm-hmm. working with the people from Great Lakes Geek Fest again. That was announced this week. Uh, we will be back in Ashtabula on July 30th. Uh, so there's a possibility that we would do the uh, Chandler Biggins tournaments or memorial show, whatever you want to call it there, because that is his birthday weekend, obviously, uh, like we did last year. So, um, yeah, just, uh, there's a lot of things in play right now. We just have to kind of sit down and and square them away. Um, but gauntlet for the gold, you know, was the first thing that we were like, okay, we're pulling the trigger on it. No turning back. We're, we're going to the schedule this year. So, yeah, I mean that's a long way of saying not answering the question, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it has been thought about. Is is your answer, folks? Uh, there you go. Uh, that's it. That's it on the questions there, John Thorne. I feel like we've taken up enough people's time. But look, folks, Tadmore Shrine this weekend. Shop wrestling dot com. Get your tickets for the Doctor is in. Uh, it's going to be an incredible show. As we said earlier, you are not going to be able to stream it live. It will ultimately uh, be on IWTV at some point. Uh, could not tell you when necessarily, but there will be a premiere. Smart Mark video team will be there. Uh, but if you want to watch it as soon as possible, the only way to do that is to be in Akron, Ohio this weekend. And like I said, that's going to be the uh mentality for all the Tadmore Shrine shows as of now. So if you want to see them live, you got to live them. You got to live them live. Got to live them live. There you go, folks. Uh, so we hope to see so many of you this weekend. And uh, for those that don't, then watch it when you can watch it and listen to us when whenever we feel like we want to do another podcast again. It's 
Maybe it'll be next week. Maybe it won't. Maybe we'll keep the suspense going of how the show went. Uh, if you weren't there, I swear we're gonna get back on a regular schedule. I swear, it's just been, you know, thing. Life has been just coming Chaotic. up. You know, yeah, it's been, yeah, you know, it's been crazy. It has. We'll get back to it, folks. Don't you worry. So much stuff coming down the pipeline. But for now, the next thing is this Saturday. The doctor is in. We'll see you in Akron, where we'll all be in, not just the doctor. And for AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next time here on The Card is Going to Change.